Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out-of-this-world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I have internationally renowned psychic medium, Susie Cherub. So really excited to bring her on in just a moment. But first, a couple of announcements. First, if you have not had a chance to grab my free 20-minute meditative journey to meet your galactic family and guides, make sure you grab that on my website, mysticmanta.com or drlisajthompson.com. And if you are coming to Hawaii, specifically to the big island, Kona side, come on one of my big island UFO tours where you will see the night sky in a whole new way using my advanced generation three military night vision goggles. And for more information on that, you can visit bigislandufotours.com. Okay, so I'm now gonna bring on Susie. Hello, Susie. Hi, Hi Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> a little technical difficulty at first, but it's all good, and we're just going to have a fun conversation. But let me share with people your bio, because I am so excited to talk to you today. Okay, so Susie Cherub is an international award-winning psychic medium, published author, speaker, and intuitive coach. In her approach, combining intuition, mindfulness, and self-awareness, Susie guides others to live an intuitive and conscious life. Her mission is to help soul-centered people create fulfilling relationships and bring a sense of passion, holistic balance, and authentic happiness to their lives. Awarded International Psychic of the Year Australia in 2014, Susie has helped thousands of people worldwide through her psychic insights and healing messages. Today, Susie uses her intuitive gifts by empowering and teaching others to develop their own gifts and live a more intuitive, spirited life. Well, that's quite um, an accomplishment, international award. None of them have been internationally awarded <laughs> that. Well, so before we get into like how you got into this career, first, I would love to know, you know, how you grew up, spiritual, religious, something else? Like, were you always psychic? <laughs> it's really interesting because I was christened Catholic and okay. I grew up in quite a conventional household. But in saying that, my beautiful British nana was very much into the fairies and the fae and, you know, and just, you know, beautiful kind of, she was open. She was just wonderful. And I lost my grandfather when I was about three and I started communicating with him and kind of having kind of conversations with the family in around, you know, granddad's got this in the drawer, please don't sit in his chair, he's coming down the stairs and, um, so it started from a very, very early age. And fortunately, the family were open to the idea. And um, yeah, so that's sort of the start. And yeah, so I guess I'm a natural psychic medium, but over the years, it's developed into lots of other kind of modalities as well. Yeah. Well, so, you know, I've, I've had a lot of people on that are psychic mediums that you know, they were quite awake as young children, but then it might have gotten shut down in them because of their families or, you know, just growing up, going through yeah. your testosterone or teenage years, um, hormonal things, and then having a reawakening. So for you, was it just always turned on? Did it ever shut off? Well, that's a really good question because I was a reluctant psychic medium for many years. I was in the corporate world um, in high management and high sales. And of course, my intuition really helped that process but you know this kind of higher calling never really left me yeah. and um i got very unwell because i used to work crazy 100 hour weeks you know it was just silly oh. stuff and um i got very unwell and what felt like was what felt like a breakdown was actually a ma a massive breakthrough because at that point um i felt i had no choice but to really leave that corporate space and follow my spiritual calling kind of full time, which is which which is what I did do. So um, a bit of a journey, you know, yeah. um, but I've been doing it for uh, full time close to about 15 years now. So there's no going back. I burnt the lifeboats. I absolutely love what I do. It has real purpose and meaning. And, 
you know, I love being of service to spirit and helping the global community as well. As well. So, um, yeah, so, but yeah, I was that kind of reluctant psychic medium that kept pushing it to the kind of to the side, you know, but it, it never really leaves you. Okay. Well, so, so I'm kind of curious because, I mean, obviously we all have these abilities, but I mean, some people are turned on at a higher volume, I guess, <laughs> than others. I love the way you explain that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Until they really work on those muscles, those skills. But so like when, when you were going through your teen years and your twenties and all that, and you're in this world, like being a psychic medium, I guess I'm thinking, you know, dead people are coming to you and have messages for their loved ones. Um, was that happening or was it, it does more happen. Yeah, it does happen sometimes randomly, but mm -hmm. usually I have to sort of go into the zone and tune in and tune out. And I think that's for my own psychic self-care. Um, yeah. I think maybe it's something I taught myself very early on is to have healthy psychic kind of boundaries and um, realising that I was in control of it. It mm -hmm. wasn't in control of me. Um, worked that out fairly early on. Um, but in saying that, yeah, you know, of course it happens. Um, usually, you know, unexpectedly sometimes you could be, you know, at the supermarket in the queue and, uh, and start connecting with someone's loved one. Um, but I'm a psychic as well. So that's kind of a different transmission altogether. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it would pop in. It would pop in. It, and usually when there was a healing message for someone too, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm very much that kind of medium that loves to get the link, the evidence, but also the healing message. And um, mm -hmm. that healing message is usually that, uh, that trigger and that activation to like, oh, I've got to talk to this person and, you know. Um, but, yeah, by invitation only, that's another thing I worked out too. You just can't walk okay. up to people randomly. Not everyone's open to the idea, right? So, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so when you so when you decided like, okay, this corporate kind of lifestyle, you know, mainstream kind of high power, like many hours of work kind of job wasn't working, did you did you take baby steps to start like to branch out to do your psychic medium business or were you learning other modalities what like walk me through that process because there are a lot of people that yeah, yeah. That are in that world but they want to leave and so, yes yes yeah. the decision was instant it was like a light bulb moment you know it was kind of like a real aha this needs to happen you know um, but in saying that, it was a progressive journey to leave that corporate space and set up my psychic healing practice full time. Um, so it was kind of progressive, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't kind of an overnight thing, although the decision was an immediate choice. Yeah. Okay. Um, and because I was so unwell at the time, um, I went on this kind of transformational healing journey myself too mm. so you know I became a Reiki master teacher I learned theater healing NLP all sorts of you name it I've got you know hundreds of healing modalities that I've learned um, for my personal growth and healing but yeah. also um, so that I can weave it into my professional psychic healing practice as well so um, and it's that ever-evolving journey you know, every year I do some kind of retreat or course or something um, to, you know, just keep me inspired and I love to be on that growth journey as well. So I guess the healing journey really triggered a lot of the, the modalities at the time too. Okay. So, yay, yeah. Well, I love that. And, okay, so, I mean, I guess we'll just, I'm going to ask you right now, um, how does one become an international award-winning psychic. <laughs> like, yeah. seriously, I'm thinking, like, okay, you're sitting on stage and you have all these psychics lined up and, like, how does... <laughs> it's a really interesting thing that I... Because I've come from the corporate space, I do like to be involved in professional organisations. So, you know, um, even to get insurance as a psychic medium, you know, you need to be a part of a professional body. 
So that professional body um, had um, international connections and that have like yearly awards and, you know, one of my beautiful clients, you know, um, kind of, yeah, she pretty much put me up for the award and then, you know, it was a People's Choice Award. So fortunately I had, you know, all my beautiful kind of community kind of vote for me and, um, yeah, so and there's a series of criteria. Um, But, you know, it was a pretty big deal at the time because, you know, you get all those kind of media, you know, magazines and bits and pieces and um, so it was fun uh, and it did kind of lift my profile at Mm -hmm. the time too, which was fabulous. So I had more of a a global wider reach. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how that happens. So okay, okay. that makes more yeah. sense. Yeah, in my former career as an interior designer and home stager, I year after year would win the best of um, in my category. And you know, I, I'm thinking I don't even know how that would happen in this career. I don't think there is such a thing. So that's why I like. Yeah. I was like, well, there is a series of psychic tests as well, and I don't even like to say that, but it's kind of like they, you have to do certain things um, to get the tick in the box as well. So, um, yeah, so that was kind of fun. You know, it was a fun award to get. And, of course, you know, um, yeah, I always have my PR people going, oh, you know, you need to add that to your bio, <laughs> which is what I do. So, you know, yeah, yeah. So I would say they elevate you and uh, – it's an interesting talking point. Just, yeah. So, okay. Now I, again, I have, you know, different psychic mediums on the show and different people with different Claire abilities. And I know that the Claire's can come in differently for different people or some are more strong. So I'm curious for you, what are your, what are the ways that you're getting the information? Oh, I love that. And I truly believe everyone has a unique psychic personality and everyone has access to higher streams of consciousness. It's not just for a select few. Um, my psychic personality is clairvoyant. So my natural go-to, my primary clair is, you know, I am that visionary. I do get, you know, I do get visions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also um, clairsentient, which is that, you know, psychic, clear psychic feeling, claircognizant as well, which helps with my writing and my creative downloads and all of that. Um, I think you develop your psychic senses, but you do tend to have a go-to psychic sense that is more that entry point. Um, And then you can kind of like, you know, grow the others or, you know, uh, really tune into the others as well. But um, people love clairvoyance. They go, oh, wow, you can see, you know. So when I'm teaching psychic students, it's like, oh, I wish I was clairvoyant. And I'm going, you know, clairvoyance is fabulous, but sometimes in the early days it felt like charades, you know. It's like, here's the picture. <laughs> and I'm going, talk to me, guys, talk to me, you know. like <laughs> I love claircognizance, which is that, you know, that clear psychic knowing. Yeah. Uh, which me is far more accurate because you're getting that, you know, um, that quickening, those quick messages coming through and that, that deep inner knowing. So there's no right or wrong way. To connect, right. to, to connect to spirit. But, um, yeah, the visions can be great, but until you develop your, your other psychic clairs, it's a little bit like um, they show me something and I've got to try and work out what they're telling me, you know. <laughs> uh, fortunately, you know, I don't have to rely on that anymore. But, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. Well, and yeah, clairvoyance is actually probably my least um, of all my clairs. And I, for me, just, and again, I just want to share this with the audience because sometimes when you're, you don't necessarily know that you have these clear abilities, but you do. And so sometimes like claircognizance, it's like, well, I just know, I just know, I, I don't have any proof. I, I just know the answer. I know something. And the outside world, I think, can have a hard time dealing with that or believing it because they want proof they want evidence right they yes want how do they it. how do you know lisa like how right. do you know that yeah 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 absolutely you know um so how would you this is amazing Pardon? yeah how would you address that with your students might maybe that are like so that they don't they're not doubting themselves i love that because clear cognizance do tend to be you know analytical um creative intelligent um, 
you know, I love clear cognizance because it is that deep inner knowing, you mm -hmm. know. Um, trusting that can be, you know, trusting that initial knowing can yeah. be a little bit tricky when you're clear cognizant because um, clear cognizance um, do like to analyse things and, you know, there can be that kind of like talking yourself out of it or, um, yeah. you know, it's well, like, yeah, yeah. And I love, I actually love that too because it's inquisitive, you know, you have integrity, clear cognizance always have integrity. Um, how do you kind of tell the outside world? I guess, you know, you just have to have that self-trust, trust in that initial knowing. Um, you know, didn't Einstein, he was clear cognizant and he would meditate for hours, come out of meditation and go, I know the answer to that. Mm. And they'd go, well, how do you know the answer to that? And he'd go, I just know now we've got to go and find the evidence. So it would be, he'd do it the other way around. A lot of yep. scientists, you know, need the evidence before they decide they know it, where he had this incredible clear cognizance where he just kind of knew things mm -hmm. um, through transmeditation. So, yeah, um, it's a tricky one because, yep. you know, uh, clear cognizance do like to overthink things. They do get stuck on repetitive thought. Um but, yeah, trust in that initial knowing mm -hmm. and you'll yeah. never be wrong. Nine times out of ten, you would be right. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're the spiritual academics. You're the, you know, you're the intelligent, um, you know, emotional intelligence, you know, um, intelligence, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's the overthinking. You know, everything has a shadow and it's that overthinking, you know, trying to let go of that. When you know you're right yeah yeah well yeah. And what's interesting i love that you bring up einstein and the whole science aspect because when i was going through my graduate school and even my postdoc doing my studies i i had had so many different spiritual experiences growing up that science couldn't explain and there were things like i was in zoology marine biology and i know sasquatch is real i know fairies are real dragons are real unicorns all that and everyone thought I was crazy. And I'm like, I know they're real. I know it. <laughs> right? And so exactly. It's hard to be in that mainstream conservative academic world. Um, yes. In that reality. Yeah. And so I didn't last long because I just, it, it ended up not feeling good. Right. So. Yeah, that's right. You know, like. Oh, you know, it's such a magical way to live, isn't it? When you are open to spirit and, you know, the nature spirits talk to you, you know, the cosmic guides talk to you. It's just beautiful. Everything has an energy, an energetic imprint, you know, that's scientific as well as spiritual. Everything yeah. has an energy, right? So, um, yeah, of course, you know, yeah, I, I know it's tricky. It's tricky. Especially yeah. for a clear cognizant, because you do have that analytical, uh, strategic thing going on as well. Um, but yeah, yeah. Once upon a time, science and spirituality were one. You know, back in Merlin times, yeah. you know, uh, there was a really strong connection. And over the years, over the you know, it's kind of separated. Um, but once upon a time, people were quite open to energetic, you know, spiritual. Mm -hmm beautiful guides and all that beautiful stuff. So, yeah, a little bit challenging in that, that scientific community. Some some of them are open to it, but uh, most aren't, yeah. Some. yeah. And I feel, yeah, now way more people are open to it in the sciences, right, because you have consciousness degrees now and you have, you have quantum mechanics being really understood at a deeper level, right? And so yes. I'm just, you know, 20-plus years you know, too early, but that's okay. I was not meant to be a scientist. I just was meant to have that as my background. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Maybe in Merlin times, you would have been that beautiful scientist, that beautiful sorceress, that beautiful enchantress, yeah. that, you know, yes. medicine woman, you know? Um, okay. Yeah. 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 But these days it's like, oh no, that's separate, you know, like, yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. When you mentioned clairsentience, because that's another one that I have really strongly that, and I, it was throughout my childhood too, and I didn't know what it was, but I knew that like, okay, I mean, now looking back, I really know that that was very enhanced because 
I would, and it would kind of go along hand in hand with the claircognizance because yes. I would get the knowing and then I would get like the full body chills of my, and so getting that extra confirmation. So yes. I'm curious if you can speak to that. Cause again, you do, you help teach people how yes. to tap in. Well, psychic senses run through your physical body temple. So when you open up your physical senses, you know, your psychic senses can run through your body. Um, physical divination is so great. And I love that you brought that up, Lisa, that you got the tingles, you know, the, the spine tingles, the, the spidey sense, the, you know, the validation through your physical body. It's such a beautiful way to get that kind of, that real knowing, you know, your body's like a pendulum, you know, you can, you know, if you're leaning in, it's usually a yes. If, it, if your body throws you back, it's usually a no. Um, you know, kinesiology, there's so many beautiful modalities that um, really tune into that clairsentient psychic sense, that physical, it's a physical sense, you know, it's that getting yeah. that, you know, that, 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 that beautiful kind of intuitive insight through your, your physical body, you can actually sense it and feel it. Um, it's brilliant. So I, you know, really encourage students to pay attention to the spidey sense, to the tingles, to the, you know, for me, if I'm reading for someone and I get the tingles up my left side, it's it's an immediate yes. Okay. You know, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's not like Hollywood, you know, where everything's happening out, out here. Um, there is no separation. We are all one. Yes. So once you have an understanding that there's, you know, it's multidimensional out there, you know. Yeah. Um, but but we're still connected to the multidimensional, um, to that expansive energy. Once you understand that and you can kind of sense it in your physical body temple, your psychic abilities are going to go through the roof because you, you get it. You get that there's no disconnection really. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So, and then my, my other one, and now that we're going to go through all the clairs, although we kind of have. I love this. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> um, Claire audience is one that I, it comes in different times. Um, and yes. it's just really interesting. I was in Peru this year um, and on the very last day of the trip, we were at this place called the Tridimensional Stargate, um, right oh, by wow. Lake Tehoka. And what you're supposed to do is there's kind of a notched out area that you stand in, the sandstone, massive megalithic kind of cutout of this mountain. And you stand in there and you can put your forehead on this little hole. And some people have to, like transported through the hole or they get visions or other things. And so... I wasn't sure what was going to happen to me, but I'm standing there in this and I'm just, and so I had a full on clairaudient message come through to me. I didn't have the visions, but I had, you know, a full on message. And so, yes. um, but I do sometimes, like I know when my, some of my ETs are around, I'll, I'll get a ringing in my ear that is not tinnitus. That's <laughs> 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 something well, they get confused. Well, what's the difference between, you know, communication and downloads versus tinnitus? And so maybe since you teach this, can you speak to that? Well, maybe there is no difference. Um, you know, yeah, my beautiful sister-in-law has that, that kind of ringing in the ears constantly. And, you know, she was off seeing hundreds of specialists doing the white noise meditations, you name it. And I just said to her one day, they're your spirit guides communicating with you. Just ask them to turn the volume down uh, while you're sleeping. And, you know, and then finally, finally, I got a message one day going, oh, my goodness, I asked them to turn it down and they turned it down. <laughs> I'm going, yes, that's it, that's it. It may not work every time, but, it, you know, it's worth a try, right? Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe some people have a physical ailment. Mm. I don't know. But I get the ringing in the ears usually when I'm, you know, not listening to spirit or perhaps it's coming through on a different transmission and I just need at some point it will come through to me for, in a yeah. more 
intuitive, you know, uh, practical way, who knows. But, um, yeah. oh, I totally believe it. And I love that you got that clairaudient message so clearly, clearly. you know. Um, clairsentience are often clairaudient as well, um, mm. which is brilliant um, to get that very clear verbal message from spirit. I love it. So good. Well, I mean, and that, that kind of, you know, Am I making this up? Am I say, saying it to myself? Yes. <laughs> and it's like it's. Have I got schizophrenia? What's going on? Well, and that's the thing. Actually, I've had um, a couple of people on the show where I have talked about schizophrenia versus like, or are they just experiencing other things? Yes. Because my great grandmother was diagnosed with schizophrenia, and this was, you know, so I'm 50, so she's. That was back probably in the 40s or 50s that she got diagnosed. And I got a hit one day that, no, she was not schizophrenic. She just had abilities that they didn't understand. And maybe she didn't even understand. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Yep. Yes. My nephew, he um, yeah, he was getting uh, mediumship visions. And I just kept saying, he's a medium. And everyone's going, oh, yeah, I know. But we'll just get him checked out. We'll just get him checked out. Um, the psychiatrist said, this child does not have schizophrenia. This child, <laughs> she didn't say this child is a medium, but she yeah. said, this child does not have schizophrenia. You're fine. You know, yeah. um, so I believe there's a lot of uh, children, adults out there that, you know, um, are diagnosed with, you know, even autism. You know, yeah. I feel like, you know, autistic children are incredibly psychic. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, that's why they're often in their own little worlds because it's like, oh, do we have to talk, do we? Can't we just be telepathic? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you actually do have to talk at some point. But, um, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, look, I'm not saying mental illness isn't real. I'm sh I know it is. But in yeah. saying that, I think there's a lot out there that, you know, have been diagnosed with schizophrenia or um, that really are just highly psychic and have mediumship ability it's it's a thing yeah without a doubt yeah well so okay so i'm with the mediumship when people are coming to you i mean i guess do you take are people coming to you as clients being like okay talk to my dead loved one or are they just coming to you for whatever information psychic mediumship whatever wants to come through um, how how do clients come to you? Terrific question, Lisa. Um, some people come for straight mediumship um, mm -hmm. where they've lost a child or a loved one or a partner or whatever it might be, um, even pets too, you know. Um, but, yeah, the majority of my psychic healing practice is psychic readings. So, you know, most people will come when they're at a crossroads when they're, you know, um, yeah, when they're, they've got a decision to make or they're having issues in their love life or whatever it might be. Completely different transmission, completely okay. different vibration. When you do mediumship, um, it's hard to explain, but you tune into a completely different uh, energy than what you would when you're doing psychic reading. It's quite different. I can do both in the one sitting, but I do have to do a shift. Okay. Um, I do have to do like an intentional deliberate shift and I can do that. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I'll be doing a psychic reading and, you know, granddad will pop in or whatever. And then I ask them if they're open to it because not everybody's open to it. You know, okay. I've been doing a psychic reading or a healing session with someone or a coaching session with someone and uh, a departed loved one will drop in with a message mm -hmm. and I've gone to give the message and they, they go, well, I'm not here for that. I'm here for that. And I go, oh, okay, fair enough. You know, like, so I've learned to go, uh, are you open to receiving a message from, you know, Auntie Karen or whatever, you know? And, you know, most people will go, absolutely. Um, some people will go, oh, no, I'm, I'm not here for that. So, um, okay. yeah, it's interesting. I've learned that, you know, that psychic etiquette, if you like. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, good question. Well, yeah. and one of um, one of my early guests on the show, um, he's a psychic medium. And so I've had a couple sessions with him. And what's interesting is none of my family ever comes through. Like no, no one I'm directly related to. The only human that ever comes through. Well, not from this, not from this planet anyway. Hey? Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, um, and so the only one that ever 
earthbound has come through is my husband's mother who passed away when he was 23. I never met her, but she apparently loves coming into my sessions and, and coming like she loves being around <laughs> and, and having that outlet. But no, yeah. So who comes through for me are galactic or, you know, extraterrestrial. Absolutely. Cosmic. Yes. Yeah. And so does that happen with some of your clients too, where it's like, Oh, absolutely. I've been reading for someone. I've got this beautiful, he's actually my chiropractor. Um, and it's interesting because it's happened in a session with him where his little galactic healing guide will pop in. But mm -hmm. I've actually been on the table when he's been doing, you know, massage or whatever. Yeah. Um, and this little, little um, galactic guide is like walking around with him. And one day I kind of worked up the courage to say, do you know that you've got a galactic healing guide? And he and he went, absolutely. I've never had any, I, I've kind of always known it, but I never, I've never had anybody like realise that. That's amazing, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And I feel like he's, he's getting, um, he's a really good healer. And I feel like he's getting his, a lot of his education from a completely different um, realm, if you like, or whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, I definitely do see, even as a young child, mm -hmm. I used to have a connection with what I called light beings. Okay. Um, I knew they weren't departed loved ones. I knew they weren't, you know, um, spirit gods that I was born with. I feel like they were a visitors that used to just pop in and, um, give me very high vibrational messages. Um, and later in, later in life, I thought they might have been angels, but I've worked out they're not angels because angels have a completely different energy again. Um, the light beings to me are, you know, Pallades guides or, you know, whatever. They just, they're just beautiful. The energy is amazing. It's just, I just love it. Um, so the answer to that is absolutely yes. I do have some, uh, I call them star guides, you know, whatever you want to call them. It's just a label, right? Right. Yeah. Is. It is, but okay. So, if I one, I guess this is again curiosity question from your perspective. So, if someone like me is not having my human family like come in during these mediumship sessions, um, what and it's others. So, what would be your perspective? They're your relatives. That? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, good, good, good. Um, yeah, I feel like, you know, you know, we've had, if you're an old soul, you've had thousands of lifetimes on earth, but we've also had lifetimes Not in other ever. dimensions, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like it's interesting because you said mediumship and mediumship, when you're doing mediumship and your galactic guides are coming in, um, straight away from spirit, I got, they're your family. They're your relatives. They're 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 your community. They're you know so yeah. um, interesting. That doesn't happen for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it can be more of a galactic guide that has come in because you're whatever doing whatever. You know you can invoke spirit as well. You know, um, but for you, I got family. Yeah. Well, and I have a lot of family out there. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Can't always explain that to people. I know there'd be mediums that would go, oh, no, 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 it can't be family. It has to be, you know, a galactic spirit guide. It's not, you know, I'm going, no, 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 no. This is, this is, this is Lisa's family tree. It's all good. Yeah. Well, and what's, what's really interesting about that, just to continue that line of thought is um, for almost five years ago, I was taking a psychic intuition class with, um, my friend Lisa, who's very talented, she lives in Olympia, Washington, where I used to live. And the first night of class, she led us through a meditative journey to meet a spirit guide that would help us get extra information from that, you know, psychic world or that from source. And I have met other spirit guides, humans and animals. Um, I'm a past yes. therapist. And so I had, I met those kinds of guides, but this time I met who ended up being my Arcturian family. I didn't know who they were, but their message to me was, you are one of us, we are one of you, we are family. And so that was the first group that I really 
truly connected with. Like I, I have other groups to, from my childhood that I've been on craft. I've, I'm part of the hybrid program. I'm like, I've got a lot of connection, but the Arcturians, when they came to me and they're, they were just this pure love. And so over the last five years, I've developed that connection. Now I channel them and they have been a bridge oh, wow. for me to expand into my other aspects of myself of these other ET races as well. But they were like the safe kind of comforting bridge to make it me feel okay. Like, okay, I can do this work. Oh, I love that so much. You know, that reassuring message, that, that sense of belonging, Mm-hmm. you know, um, that unconditional, you know, very high vibrational love, you know, yeah. um, so beautiful. Yeah. And it's interesting. Yeah. Cause I feel like I've got connections to a couple of galactic tribes, to be honest, but, um, yeah, 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 definitely. There seems to be that beautiful kind of, um, go-to family, doesn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you, yeah, so actually, so the groups, I'm curious about the groups that you connect with. You mentioned the Pleiadians. And so- always had a always had a fascination with the Pleiadians. Okay. Um, yeah, and Palladian mythology as well, because let's be honest, all over the planet, mm-hmm. you know, almost all of the beautiful Indigenous um, First Nations people, um, like lots of different, you know, eras and you know societies and communities whatever have all all had a similar connection to the Pleiades you know yeah and they interpret it slightly differently because of their own mythology and their own belief systems but Mm -hmm. there's this really strong um similarity between you know the mythology um and I'm, I'm fascinated with that as well as you know the historical aspect of it but I'm also fascinated with the here and now as well, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've always felt a very strong collection, a connection to the Pallades. But recently, um, the blue, is it the blue, blue avian? Blue uh-huh. avian? Yeah. And i tell you why I felt a connection. That was an interesting connection because it was more of a, when I was reading about their qualities and their beautiful spiritual aspects, it was mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, my goodness, this is me. And, of course, when I connected into that energy, Mm -hmm. um, I connected to them. So that was more of an invocation through almost like a remembering when I was reading about them. Does that make sense? It does. So um, it's kind of like the Pallades have been there since day dot for me as a small child, Mm -hmm. Um, the light beings, the tall light beings. Um, uh, the blue avian this has been a recent realization this is this has been like fantastic because it's kind of like reading about them and it may have may have even been on your site i don't know but i was reading about them and i'm going this is me i feel this is me well Which and is this knowing yeah not as many people know about them or connect with them and that's one of the groups that i have ushered in this energy this year and yes. I got to meet them in that psychic class too. So five years ago, um, I got to connect with them. And again, I like when I took that class, when I was first meeting these different groups, I had no clue who they were. <laughs> I just was, <laughs> yes. I have, I mean, I've been an experiencer, UFOs and ETs my whole life, but more limited in what that experience was. And so now I feel like, okay, this, there's this whole new world expanding. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that blue avian energy is coming through more strongly over the last 12 months? Um, I would say yes. Because yeah. I'm surprised that I haven't connected earlier. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. yeah. Again, they're, I mean, they're, they're way, way higher dimensional than a lot of these groups are. And right. so oh, interesting. Yeah, so they're, and they, again, not as much interaction, you know, with Earth. No. Fewer people. They're like so, light too. They come through for me like blue light emissions. Like, which makes sense because being at that level, they're energy, they're not physical. We just yeah, yeah, yeah. physical reality. But yeah. yeah, yeah. And to be honest, I've seen that blue light a lot 
but didn't actually interpret it to be like, yeah, a different, yeah, energy. Does that make sense? So, yeah, I love that. Yeah, because I'm, I'm feeling that energy very strongly mm-hmm. lately. Yeah. And maybe, I mean, you know, where I don't know how, how it feels in Australia, but where even though things are really dark, things yes. are about ready to shift, at least in my timeline. Things are shifting. And so I think these I, I feel they're shifting. Energy beings now are they're coming to help us usher in yes. that era. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I feel like we've had, you know, a massive paradigm shift. It's still happening, you know, right. and the dinosaurs are clinging to the old paradigm. Um, you know, yeah, I feel like there is definitely a positive shift. It's progressive. We're not quite there yet. But I feel like you're right, Lisa. I feel like that's why they're coming through because it's like, okay, you're ready to hear the message now. Like this is getting yeah. maybe we're more in alignment with it. Yes, I think so. So, okay, I'm just going to put you on the spot and you can tell me, sorry, I'm not going to answer this or I, I can't get it. <laughs> I, okay. So I know some psychics, they don't like giving timelines because timelines can shift. And yes. I know at some level, so, yes. not, so never, necessarily, not necessarily predicting when something's going to happen, but there's more information that's coming out about us actually participating with the galactic family like within our lifetime like within the next 10 to 30 years of where there will be open contact connection they will be here on earth will be out there so i'm curious what you might see as that as a you know um i love it when you ask a question because when you ask a question you get an answer and you're quite like quite right like time you know you know, is an illusion. But in saying that, if you ask me a question, I often get an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer I got was um, 10, 12 years, something like that. But I also got a message from spirit that it's already happening. Mm. Yeah. It's sort of happening now. Like it's it hidden somehow. Um, like, but I do believe, yeah, there's going to be that kind of direct contact um let's just say between 10 and 15 years but I did get the number 12 I feel like that's a significant number um yeah so yeah there you go yeah one of my spirit guides is the oracle of Delphi and with the oracle of Delphi the way she worked because she isn't she was an earth-born living human um but yeah the way she worked is if you ask a question you get an answer Mm-hmm. Um, and because I'm so connected with her, if you ask a question, I do get an answer. I love, I love, I love a question. Okay. <laughs> because it has intention, deliberate yeah. focus. Right. Ask a question, ask and you shall receive, right? So, yes. Yes. Um, yeah. But it always comes with a disclaimer. You know, it's not, it can be open to interpretation. But to be honest, um, usually if I get a number, um, I've got a, a pretty high strike rate with the number. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Sometimes it'll be like months, not years, or yeah. weeks, not weeks, not months. But right. but when you ask the question, I saw the number twelve. Okay. Well, and what's you're right. There already is kind of contact, and I mean, people like me are experiencing that. Um, but I and so I'm thinking more of a societal level where it's a yes. little more mainstream. Well, they can't ignore it, right? Right. They can't right. stick their head in the sand. Yes. Yeah. And, um, so for those listening or watching, start opening your minds to embracing diversity, like love diversity. Everyone. Love yes. everyone here on planet Earth, all the animals, all the weird things. Get used to that. Yes. And open your minds and your hearts. <laughs> That's it. And I love that you've said it that way because, you know, um, unity and diversity is one of my big um, messages. Um, but yeah, why not? Galactic diversity too. Yeah. Yes. Why not? It's pretty arrogant to think we're the only kind of you know living race, like human, you know, whatever. You know, I don't know. It just, just it, to me, it's like it's absurd that you wouldn't be open to it. Yeah. So okay, recently I was talking to um, someone who is channeling a twelfth dimensional group, and um, I asked about 
So I lead these UFO tours here in Hawaii. And I'm going to get there one day on the big we, island with you, Lisa, with those, yeah. what is it? We've got special goggles, have we? Yes, the night vision goggles. And yes. so we see stuff all the time and I see stuff with my bare eyes. But, you know, right now we don't have craft like landing in the field with us or things like that. And so I was just like a curiosity question to this group, the creators. And I'm like, you know, so are craft going to just start landing? And if so, what's kind of the time frame? And so the time frame that they gave was like within a couple of years. And I'm like, oh, for real? Like, we're, I'm going to be in like that. So what, what kind of answer do you get there? Yeah, I feel like there'll be moments, you yeah. know, and, and they can kind of hide the moments, can't they? They can't hide the big, you know, we're here, guys, like we're not going yeah. going anywhere, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I did get a yes to that. I feel like there will be, um, I guess, sightings but more um, obvious yeah. encounters, more obvious sightings. But, you know, I do feel like in the future it'll be more of a um, it won't be unusual. You know, now it's unusual. Like right. it's like you're just not to us but to a lot of people it's like, what was yeah. that? Did I just yeah. see that? You know, like, well, you and I go, you and I go, oh, how cool is that? Right. <laughs> Did you get that? Did you see that? Where other people are going, that's terrifying. What is that? Oh, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So... I got a yes to that, but I feel like it'll be those still those kind of situations where perhaps they they can hide it. Yeah. When yeah. I think um, what's really interesting is people who come on our tour, the ones who are really open, we see a lot more activity than the ones that are like, oh, I'm skeptical. <laughs> so, yes. yeah. And yeah. So I think that, again, the more that people are opening their minds to other things existing outside of this physical dimension, that um, they'll be able to experience more. Yeah, absolutely. You know, be inquisitive, be open. You know, you don't have to make a decision on it, right. but at least be open to the idea of it. Yeah. You know, um, you know that's that's how we kind of... Yeah, we discover new things, right? Like if we all go around thinking that nothing's ever going to change or nothing's opening up or, yeah, yeah, I feel like it's it's good to be inquisitive and ask questions but also be completely open to the idea as well. Yeah. yeah? For sure. Yeah. But you're right. It's like a, I think if you're open to it, the veil's lifted. Yes. Right. If you're not open to the idea, um there they just can't see it because it's like you know often I'll be doing a, a session with someone and there'll be bird song in the background oh and I'll go oh can you hear the bird song and they go no I go are you joking you can't hear it right like you know what I mean it's because you're um in alignment with it mm. you're open to it you're in tune with it mm -hmm. um and it's not, you know, hierarchical or good or bad, you know, we're all the same, but it's more in regards to just being open is opening the portal. Absolutely. Okay. That's, I love that, opening the portal. Okay. Yes. Like you, gift of free will. You yes. know, we have gift of free will. We do. So, and that is a universal law. So mm -hmm. if you give permission for the veil to be lifted or the portal to be open, it will be open. Okay. Yeah. Important. But if you decide you want to keep it shut, you'll keep it shut. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So in our last, like, maybe five minutes or so of time, what would you love for the audience to know about either you, your work, or any great messages that you want to share? Oh, you know, living an intuitive life is living in your own authenticity. You know, it's living with magic. It's living, you know, it's being present and truly experiencing life in a completely different way. So, you know, I encourage you to open up your physical and psychic senses, you know, be inquisitive, be, you know, open to magic, you know. It's just, it's such a beautiful way to live as opposed to the autopilot, Groundhog Day, going through the motions, head in the sand, you know, not making up your own mind, 
you know, it's that it's a completely different way to live. Yeah, yeah. So that would be my message. Like, yeah, I think, and we've covered that really, you know, be open to the magic, be open and inquisitive and intuitive and you'll live a much happier life. You'll live with much more meaning and purpose Mm. in your life without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so even though you're physically in Australia, I'm assuming you will work with clients all over the world, right? I do, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a, I'm a published author as well. So I've got, you know, published Oracle card decks and, um, yeah, and fortunately I do have beautiful clients all over the world, you know, even in Iceland and Ireland and, you know, um, yeah, it, it's wonderful. I love the global community. And, you know, being surrounded by like-minded, love-hearted people and um, thank goodness for, you know, Zoom and modalities like this that, that we can actually communicate um, yes. and have these beautiful conversations. It's so great. I love it. It is. So how can people find you? What's your website? And what socials are you on? Yeah, Instagram, Facebook for many years. Um, I've got my own website. If you Google me, um, Susie Cherub. Um, it should pop up. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm pretty available. I like to be, you know, engaging and accessible um, as well. So yeah, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty easy to find, I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate you being here today with me for having this beautiful conversation and having another person to add to my soul tribe. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, my daughter, Beck, she said, oh, my goodness, Mum, you're just going to love Lisa. You two speak the same language. And she's not wrong. You know, it's, um, you know, uh, it's just so wonderful to speak to an intelligent woman that's also intuitive, that's also inquisitive. It's it's beautiful. I love it. Well, thank you. And for the audience listening or watching, thank you so much for being here as always. And I will see you next time on Connection to the Cosmos. Aloha.